The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Back into it at Tower 2, it's Hale Varsity Radio, presented by Currency. We welcome in with ESPN, ESPNU, the Schick and Nick podcast. And I'm not sure if he's wearing uh, buff shades or a hat, Matt Schick with us. How are we doing this week, Colorado, Nebraska, Matt? Very interesting week. It's uh, certainly some mixed emotions about it, but, uh, you know, know, I'd rather be on the Colorado side than Nebraska side, certainly coming into this. I've uh, had many a conversation and, and quite a mean look from my lovely bride, Kelly, who is not looking forward to Saturday. I think she's thankful she's not going to be at the stadium itself, but she's she's really hoping God is a sports fan and hoping God answers her prayers. So it's a very interesting week here in the Shake household. I was going to say, uh, yeah, the in-laws, Mama Bear, I mean, it's, yeah, you uh you got a lot to smile about. What a win against TCU. Uh, Prime and his locker room were believers. Did you think it could happen last Saturday? No, I, I didn't. I thought uh, I was actually texting with my buddies who went to Colorado with me, and I just said I, I kind of wish today was going to be a two-quarter game because I feel like Colorado's going to win a lot of two-quarter games. And uh, wouldn't you know it, they were up at the half. And uh, just simply because of their depth, um, you know, it's almost the perfect recipe and with Kendall Bryles and wanting to run fast and the same thing with Colorado, it was almost a good recipe for Colorado to say, look, the defense isn't necessarily going to win this game if we can get a stop or two or maybe a turnover or two great, which they did, but it was going to be a score fest. And it was going to be a you can get into a rhythm because you're going to get a lot of possessions and you're going to get, um, you're going to get a chance to – to feel out their offense a little bit, and, and boy, did they ever. I mean, first drive, they forced TCU with a three and out, and then they first drive, they go down and get a touchdown and kind of set the tone from the beginning. But I, I thought they'd hang in there, and I thought TCU would win by a touchdown or more, and, you know, it gets to the fourth quarter, and you go, well, you, you better win this game because what a waste it would be to have that kind of effort and, uh, and lose to TCU. So it was, it was good, but I, don't, I also don't want to – fall into the you know the headlines of are they a playoff contender are they a Pac-12 contender I think the answers to those are emphatically no but at the same time they're one and oh and it's a, it's a good place to be flip it around Nebraska Minnesota we were up in Minneapolis for it and you know same result but that similar result the last 14 games uh, feels like for the fan base uh, just to you know, to be continued that was continued opposed to all right, a tough loss with uh, a new staff, a new quarterback. Yeah, same thing. Groundhog Day. It feels different. It, it the look of it was a little different in that uh, it felt like there was a toughness to the team, um, a clear mindedness to the team as as the game went on. But it was uh, truly in the end. Um, it felt like uh, a very Frostian type of performance in that fourth quarter. And, you know, when Matt Rule comes out afterwards and says there are no close losses, 
The reason he says that is because he's being Husker fans therapist at that point, because he knows what they're thinking. He's immersed himself in their way of thinking for the last nine months. He knows the ins and outs of the program. He knows the history, both recent past and distant past, and the uh, the great tradition of the past and the boldest tradition of the recent past. So he's, he gets it. So he says that uh, because he knows what they're thinking. And, um, you know, frankly, there were a lot of things toward the end of that game that make you scratch your head, some things that could have been controlled by the coaches, some things that are left up to fate, but – uh, the same thing bit him in the end and staring down the barrel of an 0-2 start, which would not be optimal. Yeah, and, and you mentioned that 0-2 start. As a as a Buffs guy, how did the end of that game make you feel about what's coming on Saturday? I, I think uh, for, for the Colorado side of this and, and beating TCU, my initial thought was uh, I would almost like Colorado's chances more if they had a narrow loss to TCU. Uh, than, than the way that they won the game. Because, I mean, frankly, coaches will tell you, and we've asked coaches this many times, you know, handling a tough loss can almost be equally as, as challenging as handling a really emotional win. And it felt like Colorado won a national championship, and all they did was beat a currently unranked team. So, um, but but it was it was an emphatic statement. It provided a lot of validity to what Dion is doing. Yet at the same time, you've got a bunch of transfers, a bunch of new guys that are experiencing everything for the first time. They're getting passed on the back. Three Heisman's have been handed out to Colorado's locker room already. First take is leading with Colorado. I mean, they're getting more airtime in the last 72 hours than they had in the last 72 months. And it's all being condensed. It's like what's going on at the Burning Man. Three months of rain in one day. It's like, okay, we got problems here. And so uh, how do they handle it? How do you handle the prosperity? For Nebraska, I mean, you go into this game now expected to lose, not expecting, but expected to lose, could get run off the field by some people's prognostications. And if you're Matt Rule, this is a good place to be from the neck up. Um, All the pressure's off them. I'd rather walk in as a three-point dog than a seven-point favorite and, um, and all of the media attention. Now, frankly, that's what TCU could have used last week. They didn't get any media attention. They were overlooked, and they still lost. So we'll see what happens, but I, I think this is a classic four-quarter game. Maybe Colorado stumbles out of the gate because they're a little too high and mighty out of themselves. Maybe Nebraska takes an early lead. It goes down to the fourth quarter, and Colorado comes out with the win. But there aren't really any outcomes outside of a Nebraska two-touchdown win that would surprise me. So when we talk about the prime effect, the, the persona, and, and I thought Coach Rule nailed it, in his presser yesterday, just that, that he's a football guy, and and Dion's brought the flash and the hype, but deep down, Chick, he's done a great job of of being a pretty tough throwback coach, and and accumulating the talent. Um, when we talk about Coach Prime and and some of the the talent you've seen, uh, Hunter, you've seen Edwards, you've seen you know Shador, uh, is it? Um, something that can be sustained over an entire season. I know you don't have a crystal ball, but do you like this team being, uh, you know, bowl-worthy at a minimum here? Do you think they can, can use this springboard and, uh, and and really kind of flip things around? It's hard not to peg them now as a team that can contend for a bowl. I think their over-under win total was around three and a half 
when the season started. Mm-hmm. And everyone's taking the under. In fact, I said if they win four games, I said preseason, if they win four games, Dion did a good job. Now, he would never say that, but they did a good job. I look at the, uh, I look at the FPI for ESPN, which was just updated early this morning, and they're still projected to win four games. Um, they are still, FPI projects them to lose this weekend, which is odd. Uh, but Colorado State at Arizona State and home against Stanford are the three games they're projected to win. Uh, my guess would be they get to around five. Uh, I still think a bowl game is a high benchmark to eclipse. But I think if, if anything with Colorado, they've got, you know, we know some of the talent that they have. Like you said, is it sustainable? They've got the front-line talent. Um, can Travis Hunter play 115 snaps again? Can he do it, uh, uh, you know, for three straight weeks? I, I don't know the answer to that. He's probably one of one, and he probably wants to do it. But uh, at the same time, it's a little easier to do what you're doing when it's week one and no one's got any film on you. And now Nebraska's got film. Everyone else will understand, okay, this is what they like to do. They want to run up-tempo, which we knew, but now we know how good and fast these guys are. And, uh, and we can maybe workshop against it here. But uh, I, w- I would say you know, five, six wins would probably be the goal at this point. And Dion, for Dion, it's probably 12-0. and 0. Uh, That's his goal. And anything short of that would be a disappointment. But I also think we need to recalibrate like we did last night. How good's Clemson? All right, well, um, not, not as good as we maybe anticipated. How good's TCU? Well, three starters back on defense that wasn't very good and a lot of smoke and mirrors last year. So... You learn more as the games go on, and, and we'll learn a lot more this week. So Matt Schick with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. And Matt, you mentioned how Colorado, that up-tempo offense, Matt Rule mentioned it a couple times at Nebraska, using your your environment to your advantage and playing at altitude and playing at tempo. That's an advantage for Colorado. And, and tell me, being a guy that, that went to college at, at CU in Boulder, you a fan of running at altitude? Is that is that your thing? Uh, let me tell you, I ran, I visited there over the summer, visited family for a week. And I went for a run two or three times during the week. And, you know, you think you're running at a pretty good pace, and then you realize you're half dead uh, because you just, it, it's really hard, it's really hard to breathe. Um, I, that, that's going to be interesting for, for Nebraska. I don't know how that, and maybe that helped Colorado, you know, going to Texas, just the, the, some of the high altitude training they're able to do. And then they go into the heat, and it doesn't really affect them because they're long. I, I don't know the science behind it, but, uh, I would I would anticipate it being somewhat of an advantage, you know, as you get laid into a game. But all things being equal, I mean the the way this game is played, I mean, uh, frankly, this is a this is a game where Nebraska isn't going to want to run uh, too many plays, isn't going to want to run up tempo, and is going to want to sit on the ball a little bit, and and hopefully they can take the air out of the ball. And by that, I mean like you know, run the ball thirty five, forty times, and throw the ball like twelve to fifteen times at the most. Chick, is there a household wager between you and the missus? It's a really good question. I thought a lot about that. I've been asked that a couple times. Um, I would say for uh, for here, it's more like if I win, like if Colorado wins this game, it's less of a wager and more of a I might be having to look for a different place to live for a little while. <laughs> um, if Nebraska wins, happy wife, happy life. So I, I really can't lose in this instance because, you know, would I rather win and her be miserable for a few days? Absolutely. But 
if that doesn't happen, if the flip side happens, she'll at least be happy, and uh, you know maybe you know maybe we'll get a good home cooked meal for once. No, I'm just kidding. Honey. I'm just kidding. It's all it's all good. Wow. But, uh, yeah, no, no, I'm just it's all it's all a joke for radio purposes. No, but we're uh, it's it's really a war with the kids right now. It's a war with the, like Beckett, my youngest today. We were talking about the game. He's eight years old, and he's like saying go buffs and my wife's like what are you doing and she he goes i want to root for the team that i think's gonna win i go yeah and he's wearing a patrick mahomes shirt on right now like he's like this kid's a front runner and these kids do not remember like my oldest cullen said to me today or yesterday i i can't remember i was nebraska any good i don't remember that and so the fact that you could have colorado which has been awful a dumpster fire for the last 20 years now being perceived as the cooler program, that's shameful. Um, and if you're Nebraska, that's got to stop. Your Nebraska-Colorado moment before we say goodbye. My favorite? Yeah, well, just one that, that is burned into your uh, your mind as a, as a yeah. buff, but that, you know the rivalry. Yeah, the first one that comes to mind, this would have been 2000, November 2000. I, was just, I just started dating my now wife at that time. And um, and I visited her in Nebraska, and we went to the Nebraska Colorado game, and Colorado was I think three and eight going into the game, so they weren't going to a bowl. But I was like, hey, this is the game, let's go. It's my first time going to Nebraska uh, for a football game, and uh, Colorado's up. They go for too late. I can't remember who it was. Javon Green caught it. There it is. Yep. So they get the two point conversion, and then. Fans are starting to file out at Memorial Stadium. And Kelly, my girlfriend at the time, goes, let's go. And I go, hold on a second. I go, we don't know how to win games like this. You're leaving already? Like, there's less than a minute to go and you're leaving? Because, yeah, I don't want to be here for this. I said, I would just, like, let's just stay. And then Colorado squibs it. And then Nebraska takes it. And then one pass down the field to Bobby Newcomb, I believe. And then Josh Brown splits the uprights. And I walk out of there. And she was reminding me of this to this day uh, a couple of days ago, saying, I remember you walking ahead of me by like 10 feet not wanting to walk next to me as you left the stadium. And I can remember Nebraska fans patting me on the back as I left going, good game, good try, good game. And part of me was like, yeah, these fans are so nice. And the other part of me was like, these fans are cruel. Like that's, that's like half-hearted sympathy claps uh, right there. And then I got to meet my wife's extended family after the game. And they were all red clad and all excited about their win against Colorado. So that was that was my first experience going to a game in Nebraska. And uh, Colorado finished the year three and nine. And uh, God bless us all. You going to be there Saturday? I wish. I wish I was going to be there. No radio. I've got radio here on the home front, but not. Uh, we're not going on the road. So I'm going to be. Watching on the TV, my brother's going to be there. He just sent me a screen grab of his ticket last night that he purchased for a not-so-nominal fee. And uh, I think it's going to be just so crazy that it's probably best to just watch that TV. Like, well, I, have him swing by the old Hale Varsity booth uh, at the uh, the Nebraska watch party. So, Where are you going to be? We're, uh, where the blur parties are at, uh, and I think that's kind of the, the Embassy Suites kind of courtyard region. I don't have an address on me. Okay. But uh, right. yeah, we're uh, we're packing up and heading out Thursday. So, 
Do you switch your license plates at the border, or do you keep the Nebraska plate Here's the, tr- here's the, the trick. I got something special, Matt. See, I got the Nebraska license plate, but I'm also a Broncos fan, so my license plate holder is a Denver Broncos <laughs> license plate holder. I'm hoping that gets me by. There it is. Yeah. Just put up, you know, get a flag that says Dave Logan for president or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> something Colorado-y as you're flying through there. Don't so touch this fly. one. <laughs> <laughs> go to the next one. Matt Schick with us. Matt, appreciate you much. Thanks for the time today. All right, guys. Have a great, great week. I wish I could be out there. It's going to be fun. These traditions, uh, it's good to see this one still alive. They should play every year, but uh, enjoy, boys.